He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. From the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Long. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you from uh, reporting from under the pink dome in downtown People's Republic of Austin. And uh, the parking lot is getting full, so uh, Debbie and Andrea, if you're listening, be ready to go to Plan B, because it looks like uh, you may get a closed parking lot sign. We've got lots of Fredericksburg folks up here today, lots of uh, Second Amendment bills, bad Second Amendment bills being heard today. And so we're up here in force to try to kill some of those bad bills. Um, also, there is uh, some education uh, bills that are up today that we are for. And so um, we've got probably more people from the Fredericksburg Tea Party up here today and planning on being here tomorrow than we have seen uh, so far this year. You know, the crunch is on. It's, um, it's kind of one of those now or never. Um, if a bill is not uh, in committee by next week, um, it's uh, pretty much doesn't have much of a chance of getting through. There are pathways that bills can get pushed through very quick, but generally... If a bill is not being heard and testimony taken next week, then it's pretty much done. So there's lots of bills being heard today, tomorrow, Thursday. Next week, it's going to be the same. And then pretty much um, any shots of any bills getting to the floor for a uh, debate and a vote, um, if they're not already in the process by next week, it's over. So... This is why um, things happen so fast up here, and we talk to people before it starts, and we say, look, come on, we need to train you, we need to get together, we need to, you know, go over all the things you're going to do, and then we wait until the session starts, and then we put it off a few weeks, and then the next thing you know, it, you got somebody like me saying, um, this is it, now, next week, it's about it, so... Um, but we've got a great turnout today, and we're really looking forward to it. Let me get to some things on your calendar. Um, by the way, we're going to have Tommy Hayes, uh, Pastor Tommy Hayes, uh, coming on here in a few minutes, and so we're looking forward to that. But uh, today, right now, the City Council of Fredericksburg is meeting, and uh, they want to they, they want to come up with some kind of public housing in Fredericksburg. So, for all the poor people in Fredericksburg, so. As your city council at this moment is discussing a welfare program, um, the uh, that's yeah, you ought to be there. And uh, hopefully, you're listening and you have your earbuds in while you're sitting there listening to this nonsense that the uh, city of Fredericksburg has come up with. Another good reason to make sure you vote. Um, I got a couple of things on your calendar. Also today, from five to seven, out at Western Edge is going to be a meet and greet with Dennis, and that's going to be from uh, 
five to seven, and uh, that's at Western Edge. You want to go there and check that out. Um, also, today at uh, six o'clock at the Taqueria del Jalisco in uh, Fredericksburg, uh, these are going to be uh, some, uh, you know, I'm not sure quite that what that is, but, um, oh, it's a poll watchers meeting. That's what's going on. If you want to do poll watching in Fredericksburg, they're meeting tonight at the uh, Altos de, the Taqueria Altos de Jalisco at six o'clock. Um, Thursday, this Thursday, day after tomorrow, is going to be a great day. One thirty to 3.30 up here at the Capitol is going to be a day of action for banning gender modification in children. Uh, Jill Glover's your contact on that, and uh, you can go to TexasCOP.org and check that out. Um, also, Thursday, the FISD, Fredericksburg Independent School District School Board Candidate Forum, and educational education bills update is uh, going to be heard. Uh, it's going to be happening at St. Joseph's Hall at 6 o'clock, and um, that is on um, 212 West San Antonio. And here's the interesting thing about that candidate forum. You know, we invite all the candidates. Well, guess what? All but one said, no, thank you. We're not going to go to the Republican forum because y'all are just mean and your questions are tough. And I kid you not, that's what we've been told. They're, the questions are just too hard and people are just too mean. So the candidates are all going to go to a, the Democrat forum, which is on another night, but they're all going to be there with the Dems. So you pretty much know where your candidates are. However, Dennis McCandless will be at this uh, candidate forum, not forum, on Thursday night. And so if you want to meet the one true conservative candidate for the Fredericksburg School Board, Dennis McCandless will be there Thursday night. Also Thursday night, the Hill Country Preppers are meeting at 6 o'clock at Buzzy's Barbecue. Um, on Saturday, there's more things going on than you can shake a stick at. And uh, I'm going to be talking about those over the next few days. But you can go to the FredericksburgTeaParty.org website and uh, sign up for our newsletter and also see all of these events that are coming up. They're all posted there. And if you don't get the newsletter, you need to get the newsletter. It's not just Fredericksburg. It's all of the Hill Country. We cover everything from Mason and Lano, down to Kerrville and Comfort and Ingram and everything in between. So um, you get a hold of the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, and uh, you will be in, you'll be in touch with what's happening. So I'm going to give you, uh, we're going to go some words of wisdom from Benjamin Franklin I have here. Um, this is one you've heard two-thirds of it, but you probably haven't heard the last part of it. So, to err is human, to repent divine. What's the third part on that? You're not used to that third part. To err is human, to repent is divine, but to persist is devilish. To persist is devilish. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, I will have Pastor Tommy Hayes on the line with me. Y'all stay tuned. There's more where that came from. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. 
from the Texas Legislature. Here's Matt Law. All right, folks, we are back. Uh, you're still listening to the Matt Long Show. And, uh, yes, I am still Matt Long. But I have on the line with me right now a good friend of mine, Pastor uh, Tommy Hayes. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Matt. Great to be with you this morning. Absolutely. I'm telling you, it's always good. We need to get you on here more often. Uh, Tommy, we uh, I was uh, doing some studying yesterday, and we've uh, um, I've been reading about the first great revival, and a fellow by the name of George uh, Whitfield. And uh, one of the things that uh, the historians talk about the uh, great revival is they say that very unlikely that we as a country could have gained our independence and 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 started to build what we were building if it hadn't been for us as a country essentially returning uh, back to God. Um, and, uh, in fact, Thursday I've got a program all lined up about that, and I'm looking forward to that. Tommy, do we need a, do we need a revival in this country right now? How about a, we'll start this off with an easy question. Do we need a revival in this country? Yes, Matt, of course. <laughs> That's pretty easy. <laughs> Man, if we don't have revival, we are doomed. Absolutely, and I just, um, it is. Uh, we're the, the only answer I believe to our problems right now. We have everybody up here testifying today, and and we hope to make a difference on certain bills, and and and, uh, and so we're trying to push and shove the government around up here. And I am in a constant reminder that it this is not something we can do the, alone, unless the Lord is is pushing with us. We're we're just pushing along in vain. And um, what what do you um, what, give me some words of wisdom on that idea? Well, first of all, thank you, Matt. Thank you that you are there in Austin. You are there speaking the heart of the people, making a difference. And thank you for the times you invited me and so many of us to be there with you and uh, make those comments and speak up and just encourage our legislatures that are there because uh, that's that's where it makes a difference. We. We pray, we proclaim the word of God, we, we get on our knees and cry out to God, but we also, we also need to follow through with that with action, need to take a stand. And you are leading the way, my friend, in that. Thank you. Well, we appreciate that, Tommy. Appreciate that. Um, y'all have, there is a uh, revival going on here um, this weekend on Friday and Saturday evening. In fact, we had one. When was that, Tommy? About a year ago, or was it even longer than that? When we had a revival? Uh, yeah, it was a, last, last summer. We had the first one, the revival at the barn, and uh, so now we're following up with our second one, and excited to see what God will do this weekend, Friday and Saturday night in Fredericksburg. So, give us some details, where and when, and all of that. Well, that's going to be at the barn there behind the Yeehaw Ranch Outfitters off of Highway 290, like you're leaving Fredericksburg and heading towards Stonewall and Johnson City. So uh, Yeehaw Ranch on the right-hand side out there, uh, usually lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, and, uh, yeah, Donna and Russell Mitchell that own that, uh, they brought in this really old-timey barn and had it set up. It's just the, the roof and a big stone fireplace, but the walls are open. And uh, they felt like the Lord told them to 
honor him with that barn. And so the Lord put it on Donna's heart to have revival meetings there. So we had the first one last summer, having the second one this weekend, and just open to everybody to come. And we had an amazing time last time, had uh, uh, salvations, baptisms in the horse trough. We had uh, prayer for healing and uh, just awakening, awakening in our hearts and awakening in our community in this region for, for God. So um, who's your? I uh, last uh, last year we had uh, you brought in uh, a, a couple from uh, I believe from Nashville or Kentucky or somewhere that did an amazing uh, worship stuff. Who's doing the uh, worship uh, music this uh, this time? Yeah, we were so blessed to have uh, Brooke and Shannon from Kentucky last year with that bluegrass uh, spiritual heart. This year we've got uh, Lueda Roski who leads in prayer ministry many times up at the Empty Cross in Kerrville. And uh, Lueda and her team, uh, Don and Jeff, they're going to come lead in the worship times. And while Lueda has such a passion and she'll be bringing that to worship, God healed her from cancer. And uh, just during her whole work through, walk through cancer very recently, uh, he gave her some of the deepest uh, songs and worship messages that I've heard. They, they bring tears to your eyes. And so she'll be leading us both nights in the times of worship. So, Tommy, have you, um, do, you have a, um, do you have a lesson outlined? Do you have, uh, or is this going to be just uh, uh, completely, you're going to walk in there and be spirit-led? What, what kind of preview can we have for what we're going to hear on Friday night? Oh, boy, it's almost cheating. That's for a preview, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we, we do like to have a general plan, but, you know, the plan is always subject to the moving of the Holy Spirit. And that's just what we want. We want him to come and take over. But we do have uh, some time set up of worship. Uh, Justin, I mean, uh, Jason Banks is going to share like a short teaching about our identity in Christ and uh, that area, have a worship. I'll be sharing a message, uh, one, one that's on my heart really is about revival beginning in us, and revival really is uh, God changing our hearts and changing our minds and making a difference in our communities, our nations, wherever we live. So just like you're fighting those battles in Austin, well, that, that takes the Holy Spirit stirring in our hearts to line up our hearts with, with righteousness and justice and taking a stand for, for what is right. Uh, so I'll be sharing those kind of messages, but also inviting people to experience the Lord, salvation, healing, freedom. Uh, this year we're going to have a couple of testimonies available to step in. Uh, a young man named uh, Greg Knighton who was saved in prison. Uh, he murdered a man, went to prison, uh, served over 30 years, and through that journey he found Jesus, but not just like jailhouse religion. He winds up leading many, many uh, men to Christ there and has that passion today, so we want to hear some of his story. And uh, Saturday night we got uh, Scott Knudsen, you know, the yeah. cowboy entre entrepreneur. Yeah, everybody loves Scott and his... Uh, Awesome wife, Tracy Knutza, leading the fight for Moms for Liberty and the, the taking the stand in our community. But Scott was, was struck by lightning, went to heaven, and came yeah. back. <laughs> so he's got a story to tell and encourage us with all that. So uh, then we'll have baptisms. We'll have uh, just a time to get together. 
Uh, and that's that's what we're thinking, but all that's subject to the leading of the Lord that night and every night. So we can't wait to see what God will do. You know, I was in studying the uh, the, the first great awakening here in the 1730s through the 1760s. Um, there are a lot of people that, that look back on history and say, well, that was some kind of big top-down revival. Um, but when you go in to study it and, and take a look at it, Tommy, it was a bottom-up revival. It started in local churches independent of one another. Now, George Whitfield went around, he preached, uh, I think at least 10 million people heard him uh, speak over his time in the States, but they're in the colonies at the time. But he... The whole concept was from the bottom up, and that the revival starts with the individual, then moves to the family, and goes out from there. Do, can, can we have a spiritual revival of a group of people without first having a spiritual revival within each individual? Speak to that if you wouldn't mind. Oh, that's exactly right, Matt. It has to start in us, the individual heart that is change that is set ablaze with fire cleansed in the blood of jesus and you know when you talk about whitfield going that is that is our american history uh many many people have documented historians that we would not have a nation anywhere as it is without that great awakening and revival that happened through whitfield but he was just the face of it he was the voice god gave him grace to ride his horse all over the eastern united states during those days but then he then as people would receive that word and their hearts would be changed then that fire spreads it spread community by community and region by region across the land it truly truly changed us and you know these days you, you hear well well, the church shouldn't be involved in politics, or preachers ought to keep their nose out of, you know, what's going on in the government. That's exactly wrong. Uh, you look to the, to the white robe, the, the black robe regiments. Those were the preachers who were preaching revival from the pulpit, even the awakening from the pulpit. And that's what started this passion and fire that burned across the land. It really started in the churches. Back in, back in those days, people went to church to get the Word of God, but that's also how they got connected to what's going on in the nation. And so God used revival, and He'll use it again. That's what we need today again, for people to not sit back and shut up and give in to cancel culture and, and uh, just uh, sit back and let the world take us. We're supposed to be taking the world uh, by the horns. We're supposed to be doing what Jesus said. He said, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. So wherever we see these gates of hell, gates like uh, all they're trying to do to our children, doing our culture, doing our schools, all this uh, pornography and the uh, children's literature and all of this kind of... Uh, confusing our children about their sexual identity and all of this, you know, stealing, stealing the, the glory and the honor of women by letting men participate in women's sports under this idea of gender uh, fluidity, whatever that is, whatever that, that is, is against the righteousness of God. God calls us to be men and women. God calls us to be righteous, voices of righteousness in our culture. So that takes prayer and that takes action. 
And we need to be revived and awakened to take prayer and take action in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Tommy, tell us again the where and the when for this weekend, because I think you just, uh, I think about 100 people just decided they're going to show up on Friday night. Putting <laughs> that. So we need, we, need, we need the where and the when again, please, sir. Hey, hey, amen, Matt. It's uh, 6 o'clock both nights, Friday night, April 21st, Saturday night, April 22nd. It's at the barn at the Yeehaw Ranch Outfitters. Uh, 290, going out of Fredericksburg towards Stonewall on your right-hand side. You, you know, come and be a part of it. Matt, Matt I just left the uh, city council meeting. I got to do the opening prayer today and sharing that word from Isaiah about the rain. It's raining here in Fredericksburg. And the Lord says the rain comes down from heaven just like his word, and it blesses the earth. And we pray today our city council in, in Fredericksburg would receive the word of the Lord and move forth in revival fire, even starting at our city council. Amen. I'm telling you. All right, we got all the details, and Tommy, it was a real pleasure to have you on here today, and um, I'm sure that I'll, uh, you know, my wife and I are going to be gone in Oregon this weekend, and we hate to miss this, but I'm sure it's going to be an absolutely amazing time, and we'll be praying for you. If y'all will pray for us while we're in the in the north, we're going to need lots of coverage while we're in Oregon. Oh, boy, you talk about spreading the fire, being light in the midst of the darkness. We pray for you and Gail as you go, Matt. Bless All you right. guys. <laughs> All right, Tommy, thank you very much. Folks, you bet, uh, my friend. Gonna... All right, folks, we're going to take a short little break here, and uh, when we get back, I'm going to talk about, um, oh, just some of the headlines of where we are as uh, in this legislative session. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Log. Matt Log, your man on the scene in Austin. All right, we are back, and a little grizzly here in uh, downtown uh, Austin, and um, I heard uh, Pastor Tommy say it was raining in uh, Fredericksburg. Thank you, God, for the rain. We appreciate every little dribble we can get these days. My tank has been been, uh, dry for, I think, going on 18 months now, so... Um, boy, do we need every little drop that we can get. So thank you, God, for sending the rain. Um, so generally speaking, and this is true almost every session, um, the last four sessions or five sessions that I've been engaged, the Senate gets right to work. They uh, take very seriously um, a number of bills right away. They get them through committee, get them onto the floor for the second reading. They have their vote and they get them over to the House. The House, on the other hand, always drags its feet, and we talked about this yesterday, the two five-day weekends, which, by the way, they're still telling us that we're making a a much ado about nothing over those five-day weekends, and yet when we get to the end of the session, when we get to the end of the session, I promise you, I guarantee you, we will hear someone say, well, we just ran out of time. In fact, it'll be 
they'll use that line when it is a bill that is a priority for the Republican Party. They will use that line and say, we just ran out of time. You know, we were so busy naming the uh, cowboy hat capital of Texas and the uh, peach jam uh, capital of Texas and and honoring this person and honoring that person that we just couldn't get to those important bills. And not only that, we have enough Republicans, enough rhinos in the Texas House that even when we start to get some Republican bills and some ideas that the Republican um, grassroots want, when we get some of those bills up, they end up getting killed by our own people or getting um, um, amended by our own people. And here's a great example of this. There was a bill on the House floor. Uh, this was, uh, I believe, Tuesday. It was House Bill 1898. And what it did was created a new um, grant program for mental and behavioral health services at children's hospitals. Now, we all have been saying for a long time, it's mental health, it's mental health. We, want it, we don't want them doing mental health in the schools without parental permission. And then we've got um, this idea of this uh, House Bill 1898, which says, all right, let's do some mental and behavioral health services at children's hospitals. Well, one of the, lar- one of the biggest mental health issues we've been having over the last couple of years among children is this gender dysphoria. And our answer to it as a people and as a country has been, well, if little Johnny wants to be little Janie, then we need to affirm that and help him do whatever he can. A little eight-year-old boy wants to swim on the girls' team, or a 13-year-old boy wants to play on the girls' soccer team. We just, we've just kind of gone along with that, and uh, yet we, we, for sure, all of us know, listen, all of us know that this is a mental health issue, right? These uh, children weren't born with the wrong genitalia. They were born with a brain like you and I and a soul and a spirit like you and I. And somewhere along the pathway, their brain got a little bit turned around on their identity. And so society's answer this day has been to (laughs) mutilate the body part that's not changeable, that's immutable, as opposed to treating the brain which is changeable, which is mutable. Have you ever changed your mind? (laughs) Come on. Of course, we've all changed our mind at least once, right? So changing your mind is something we talk about all the time, but changing body parts, that one doesn't make any sense. So part of this bill, Tony Tenderholt put an amendment in there that he wanted to make sure that as long as we're doing mental health, Um, in a children's hospital, let's make sure that part of that mental health treatment is not giving them uh, blockers, hormone blockers, or giving them uh, puberty blockers or hormones, or but that we actually affirm not what they think they are, but what they actually are. And so Tenderholt had a, had a, um, a, an amendment to 1898 that would say, look, all right, this is all great. We're going to give this grant to these children's hospitals, but we're not going to let them do uh, gender-changing uh, process, all right? 
And so the goes to the floor, and of course we know that is a major Republican platform issue. Republicans have said uh, in in overwhelming numbers that we do not believe that child gender uh, modification is an okay thing. And yet, what does a Republican do? Charlie Guerin, out of Fort Worth. Charlie Guerin comes in, and instead of going along with what the Republicans have all said they wanted and said, uh, all right, we're not going to, we're, we're going to make sure these uh, uh, hospitals don't perform these kind of surgeries or start these processes. And, uh, yeah, Guerin came up and said, uh, you know, I don't think that this is germane. And they argued about it for a while, and then, um, guess what, Dave Phelan, huh, no, he's got an R by his name, I know he doesn't act like it, but he's got an R by his name, and um, he agreed with um, Mr. Uh, Guerin, and they said, uh, nah, we're, uh, we're not going to put that um, amendment in. Folks, I don't know what to tell you about your Republicans. It is getting so hard to be nice, and I get chastised quite a bit for bad-mouthing the Republicans. In fact, the more local I get, the more trouble I get into for bad-mouthing them. And I work with a lot of the, uh, uh, the, I work with a lot of the SRECs, the State Republican Executive Committee. I work with a lot of them. I know a lot of them in, uh, uh, on first-name basis. In fact, my SREC woman just right. passed exactly. by in front of me here a few seconds ago. Mary Jane Avery, so I'll uh, speak to her up at the Capitol today. And when you talk to the SREC people, they are lining up, um, actually now are lining up with the grassroots. Um, That wasn't true uh, two or four years ago, um, but it is true right now. And uh, so the SREC, the Republican Executive Committee, they are lining up with the grassroots, and they're actually up here fighting for the priorities of the Republican Party. And then they look up on stage, and who would they see but on stage but Dave Feeling and people like Charlie Guerin and uh, people like, I'm, and as much as I hate to say it, Andy Murray falls in line with these establishment guys. And, um, and it's, we don't understand it. We don't get it. And so for me to try to be nice to the Republicans because I'm going to vote Republican Republican, and I'm supposedly a Republican, it's it's getting really hard because these Republicans we're electing up here are not fighting for your Republican priorities. Some of them are. Some of them are. But many of them are not. And then you get to places like Charlie Guerin and Dade Phelan where they actually killed the uh, one of the priorities uh, that was going to go in as an amendment into a bill, and I just it, it just get sick and tired of it. We saw that on day one, on day one at the Capitol this year, we saw what looks like is going to be the pattern. And now that we're over halfway through the session, it is a pattern, and that is the Republican leadership in the Texas House is going to be voting against and is not backing up the grassroots of the Republican Party. They just go up there, they do their own thing, they blow off the grassroots, they think you're just a bunch of noisy activists. Yeah, we're we're noisy activists. They don't want us, they all know better. You know, Dave Phelan just knows better than the rest, uh, than 
entire Republican Party grassroots. Charlie Guerin, he just knows better than us. Folks, when we stop electing these Republicans, when you start putting in fighters and scrappers, until we stop being nice up here and start actually fighting for what we believe in and standing up for what we believe in, we're going to end up in the same position every two years. And um, I don't even know, I might get in trouble if I kind of tell you what position that is. Uh, so instead of getting in trouble, I'm going to go ahead and take a short break. And uh, when we get back, we'll uh, probably wrap this up with some uh, words of wisdom from Michael Quinn Sullivan. I love his book, his new book. Um, anyway, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be wild. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Long. All right, we are back. And, uh, you know, I, I used to be a channel changer. When the commercials came on, I'd flip that dial. Um, and uh, I loved it when remotes came along because I didn't have to get up and go to the TV. And and so I want to say thank you for not flipping the dial during the commercials. We appreciate you sticking around. And by the way, you need to support those who support us. Um, any spots that are any advertisings that are playing on this program, those are people who support this program and support the Hill Country Patriot. You need to do business with those people. So, uh Thank you very much for sticking around. I have uh, going to give you a few more instructions, and I've spoken about this three or four times over the last few weeks, but it doesn't hurt to repeat it. Um, last session, the House, because of the inability for, or the, uh, it wasn't inability, it was the House shut us out um, in the last session because of COVID, and so they decided to do us all a favor, and they said, well, we're going to open up a portal so that you can comment on bills that are being heard in committees without coming up to the Capitol. Well, that portal is still open this year. So if it is a House bill and it is in committee and is being heard, then you can go online while it is in committee, actually while it is posted, I believe. So that would be three days before the committee meeting, two or three days before the committee meeting, when it's posted and all the way up through to the end of the committee meeting that day. So something that was posted on Friday uh, for a, a, a committee hearing today, anytime Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or even right now, you can go online, go to capital.texas.gov, we call that TLO, Texas Legislature Online, you can go there, go over to the committees, find the agendas for the committees that are meeting, and you will be able to um, put in a comment on bills that are being heard today in the House. Now, the Senate, you can't do that. Now, just to give you an example, if you're a 2A fanatic, a Second Amendment, if that is the burr under your saddle, as it is with so many people, today the community safety uh select committee is going to be meeting actually they're meeting right now and i'm looking at three four five six seven eight nine ten about 15 bills that you do not want passed we don't even want these bills to 
get out of committee. And um, I believe a Democrat is chairing that committee, so the signs are not good. But if you could, if you you can't get up here, but if you know about these bills and go to the agenda, there is a link on the agenda for the community community safety uh, um, committee meeting that's going on today, and you can find those bills and go in there and just say, "I'm against this bill." Say, "Thank you very much." <laughs> I'm against that bill too. I'm against House Bill 22. I'm against House Bill 106. I'm against House Bill 220. Look, GOA, Gun Owners of America, has a really good list of those bills. Michael Belsick has a good list of those bills. Um, And you can also figure them out yourself. They're pretty easy to read in the captions, which ones are bad. You can tell almost tell right away. So I want to encourage you. You can only do this for a couple of more weeks. Um, And then, like I told you at the beginning of the program, we are to the point where practically it is going to be very, very difficult to get a bill out of committee onto the floor and uh, through the whole process. Um, That practical deadline is next week. So this is the time. This is the last-minute push. Um, Be taking a look at all of the uh, different organizations you follow. Where do they need help? What can you do? Can you make some phone calls? All of these things add up and make a difference. Um, You know, Michael Quinn Sullivan with Empower Texans and Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, you know, we've had him as a guest on this program. I'm working on getting him again on the program, and he's got this great little book out um, called Reflections on Life and Liberty. And um, they are essentially short essays. Um, they all do fit together in a really nice pattern, um, but each little section is some of them. I mean, the longest one is like three pages long, right? Now there's no pictures, but the print is big, so it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty easy read. And uh, here's one uh, that is says, "Be a troubler, be a troubler," and it says, "False prophets only have sway." with a people willing to be led astray. False prophets tend to be popular. They tell us what we want to hear. Those who would expose the false prophets find themselves served up as objects of derision, and as such must have the faith to persevere through withering criticism. Each of us must be a thorn in the side of those who serve up a false god that happens to serve their interests, we must bring them trouble. One of my favorite examples of causing troubles for the ruling elite plays out in the Old Testament book of First Kings. The people had turned from God and began worshiping Baal. This is the God to whom worshipers uh, sacrifice their small children in a horrifically vain attempt to appease that which was not there. In 1 Kings 18, we find Elijah, the lone prophet of God at the time, derided as a troubler of Israel by the Baal worshippers. It was an apt title. The false prophets didn't like the trouble he was making for them by preaching about the true God. As an aside, those false prophets didn't care about the people of Israel. They were serving themselves. By promoting the false teachings of Baal, 
They were accumulating power and wealth. So at Mount Carmel, a deal was struck. On one side would be 450 prophets of Baal. On the other side, Elijah. Each would be calling on their respective God to light a fire. As one might imagine, the false prophets had no success, while the God of Elijah answered with a consuming blaze. The false prophets were seized by a suddenly repentant people and slaughtered in the Kishon Valley. The fiery display of God's power brought the people of Israel back to him, at least for a while. And here's the rub. The false prophets only have sway with the people willing to be led astray. The same is true today. Think of the false prophets in our culture today and the narratives they push from global warming to pandemic hysteria. Entire institutions exist to prop up the false prophets and, uh, and cancel those who would speak truth to their power. Every crisis invented or promoted by the left has the exact same set of solutions. Restrict the travel, nationalize the economy, expand the government, and increase taxes. Whatever crisis they create, their solutions are always the same and always come at the expense of liberty. It is up to us to remain steady. We must keep our eyes fixed on God and what is true, even if unpopular. When others fall under the self-induced spell of a false prophet, we must speak the truth even more loudly and boldly. Even if we must do so alone, we must be troublers to the unrighteous. Wow, that's a powerful message. Go out, cause trouble. Cause trouble. You know, I was in a, um, an event with, uh, I believe it was um, Rick Green, uh, maybe about a year ago. And uh, he said that um, it was quite a habit in their family and among their friends that when someone gets ready to leave on a trip or something, they'll say, be safe. And um, one of the things that Rick Green said is we said we've We've stopped saying be safe. He says, we want to be dangerous. We want to go out there. We want to be troublers. And we want to upset this apple cart. Yes, that is what we are doing. We are upsetting the apple cart. And this can only be done if we actually reach over, grab the apple cart, and flip it over, right? It's not done by being kind and by, it. you know, a lot of people are going to get this wrong. But we have to stand up. The time for uh, giving in, the time for saying, okay, y'all can have that little piece and, and we'll leave you alone. Those days are over. You've seen where it has taken us, and it is not good. And so we need to be troublers. We need to be troublers locally. When our schools come out and say, oh, we're going to teach this stuff to your kids. We're going to teach them in the kindergarten that they can be, you know, gender fluid no we need to be troublers we we can't be worried about upsetting our neighbors or upsetting those friends of ours at church or or upsetting the i don't know the country club people or whatever we can't think that way anymore 
we must be a thorn in the side of these guys for righteousness. We must be a troubler for righteousness. And am I talking about violence? Of course not. Of course not. We're just talking about do not acquiesce, do not roll over, do not give in, stand up and fight for what you know is right and for what you believe in. And uh, if you are on God's side, this is going to work out really well for you. If you're not on God's side, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be an issue. Because if you're not on God's side, then there's only one other side. So you need to make sure you're lined up on God's side and then go out and fight these issues and stand up, be a troubler, make a mess. I'm serious, and y'all know what I'm talking about, but we need to resist. No longer do we acquiesce. We resist the evil that's going on in our state and in our community. Folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we'll see you back in the studio tomorrow.